Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. I'm Angela Sharina, nutritionist, certified health and weight loss coach, helping people like you guys to improve and change and know how to do that uh, by using science-backed methods. So how to improve your eating and lifestyle habits to feel, look, and do your absolute best. So you have the best, the most awesome life experience. So this is what this whole podcast is all about. Today is Monday. So happy Monday, everyone. Today is the day to recommit to your goals, to your values, to anything that is important to you in life, to recommit to them with actions, with affirmations, and just focusing more on them again. It's important to do that every single week and every single day. So at the end of this life journey, you feel like you had a meaningful life experience that you designed that wasn't just, that didn't just fell on you. Guys, today we are answering a couple of questions um, that I got from uh, my social media and also from Quora. This is a website where I answer a lot of questions from regular people who are just confused by all the information and want to solve their specific issues and problems. So one of the questions was about overeating. What are some science-backed tips to prevent overeating? And it's a great question, guys. Um, You might be struggling with overeating. I struggle with overeating sometimes. Now, it's not so much of a struggle, but just realizing that sometimes I also do have this urge or thought to overeat. A lot of my clients uh, struggled with overeating before they learned better strategies, how to prevent it and how to manage it much, much better. So other scientific methods to prevent overeating? Yes, there are. Uh, one of the most important factors, guys, is you want to understand that foods that are processed, that have a lot of added sugars and flavorings and um, fat and uh, accumulated or concentrated calories and dense, very dense and acute flavors, like, you know, you put it in your mouth and it just melts there, giving you a lot of the flavor with a lot of calories, but the brain doesn't really register it because you don't really chew it all that much. Uh, But you get this really pleasurable sensation and the brain remembers that and makes you seek out more of those foods. Plus, those foods don't have a lot of nutrients that your body, your brain, they actually need to survive, to thrive, to function. And so you kind of get the calories, the sensation, but then you didn't get the nutrients. So your body, your brain will tell you, go and seek more food because we didn't get what we needed. We didn't get, I don't know, those omega-3s and omega-6 fatty acids. We didn't get uh, all the essential proteins or fiber that, uh, you know, our gut microbiome needs to eat. So when you don't get that from processed foods and products, uh, you're always going to be overeating. So first, science-backed method to stop overeating and learning how to manage your um, eating habits, your hunger, is to start eating 
whole foods, not products. As simple as that, guys. It just those foods, we are designed to eat those foods. We are designed to chew properly, not just inhale. We are designed to have certain volume of foods with all the water and fiber. And when it comes to, for example, meat or chicken with all the muscle tissues that require a lot of chewing, right? And that chewing, that slow process of eating whole foods, that actually prolongs the eating process and allows the signal from the gut to with all the information about the nutrition in your meal to that signal to travel to your brain. And that allows natural signals of satiety kick in and you start eating less naturally. Um, plus, guys, you know, all these whole foods compared to processed foods, they have so much bo- more volume. Like it's very hard to eat a steak and a head of broccoli and literally having a full stomach and then eat a whole a lot of other stuff. It's just much, much harder. Uh, and, you know, steak, for example, you can't really inhale it. You actually need to chew it. And that the process of chewing, even your jaw, it starts to get tired when you chew meat that is not that tender, for example, right? Sometimes I don't cook my meat. I don't know how to really cook it. So I end up having this chewy uh, piece of meat and it takes a while to eat it. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired of chewing. And so I don't really feel like eating anything anymore because it took so much freaking time to eat that piece of meat. Anyhow, guys, the point is, all these whole foods, they have so many factors from volume to fiber to essential nutrients. Uh, they have all these factors that help you naturally to feel fuller and stop eating much sooner compared to processed foods. And by processed foods, I don't just mean, you know, a piece of candy or a bag of chips. I also mean things made out of flour. Like it's one uh, thing to eat noodles made, let's say, out of rice flour, they're much easier to overconsume than whole rice, believe it or not. Um, whole rice will keep you fuller and you'll eat less of it. So the wholeness of a food item makes a difference. So stick to whole foods, eat a lot of foods with a lot of volume, but not a lot of calories. And those are things like Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, any kinds of vegetables, uh, you know, they have a lot of volume, they have a lot of fiber, a lot of water, but not as much calories. And they will keep you full and chewing, and that will, again, help you to prevent overeating. And you'll also, you know, the gut is also searching for essential nutrients. So you need to eat your proteins. You need to eat your essential fats specifically. You know, the gut and the brain, they're searching for those nutrients specifically. Very crucial for our survival. So those, for example, essential fats you can find in a handful of walnuts. Eat, you know, a handful of walnuts before your meal. Chew the, chew it slowly. Um, eat every, for every meal eat sufficient amount of protein. If you struggle with overeating, I would probably go for no less than 200 grams of protein-rich food, that being a piece of fish, a piece of meat, a piece of chicken, maybe uh, eggs. You know, it takes a while, like it takes a lot of eggs to get all this protein. But yeah, focus on fish, on shellfish, on meat, on chicken, at least 200 grams for each meal and eat it first with a lot of vegetables and 
it's just going to be so much harder for you to overeat, believe me, guys. Um, and again, walnuts, because they have essential fatty acids, uh, omega-3s and omega-6s that our bodies, um, our brains need to survive. So eat before uh, each meal that, that they also trigger satiety. So this is what what's my advice, and it's science-backed, uh, on different foods that you can use to prevent overeating, right? So stick to whole foods and make sure you eat enough protein, you eat a lot of fiber-rich uh, vegetables, and you eat some walnuts before each of your meals. Walnuts specifically, not almonds. All nuts have different nutrition. And uh, tip number two that is more behavioral, that is behavioral, is slow down consciously, slow down your eating. So take time to eat. Um, because again, time is needed for a satiety signal from your gut to travel to your brain to tell you that you are full. Um, but then also when you chew your food, uh, you take time to pay attention to it. You actually experience it much more and that also triggers satiety signals. So it's harder to overeat. It becomes almost impossible. Like, have you seen a lot of people eating very slowly, overeating a lot? Like, first of all, it's going to take like forever to overeat eating slowly. But then it's again, it becomes almost impossible when you chew your food slowly, when you take time to eat, to eat a whole lot of that food. But then again, when I'm talking about food, I'm talking about whole foods, not about, you know, bag of chips. That that doesn't take a lot of time. It's very hard to slow it down, and it doesn't have essential nutrition. It doesn't have volume, so you'll get hungry very very soon, right? Even though they might have a lot of calories. So eat whole foods. Slow down your eating. Like really chew. Be present. Don't check your email. Don't talk on the phone. Don't listen to anything. Don't read a book. Don't watch a movie. Don't do any of that. Just sit down, chew your food like a human being designed to to eat and see how that's going to change your eating habits. Uh, when I, for myself, I designed this rule, well, I, I said this rule that I can eat anything, but I got to eat it very slowly and only after a whole meal of whole food. After I started following these simple rules, it's not about calories, about amount. I can't overeat. Like it, it became impossible. When you're not doing anything, but you just eat, and you eat whole a lot of whole foods, believe me, guys, it's going to become impossible for you to overeat, and you don't want to even know like what you've been struggling with. So overeating, these two methods, eating whole foods, eating your walnuts, you know, eating a lot of protein, eating a lot of fiber-rich vegetables, and then slowing it down and taking time to eat away from your computer, from screens, from anything, really just sit and eat slowly. These are going to help you for sure to eat more mindfully, to eat slower, and to eat less. So that's when it comes to overeating. Uh, another question that I got that is um, a little bit shorter, well, the answer is a little bit short, shorter. Does eating carbs, even defined ones, while on calorie deficit, increase blood sugar over time? So does eating carbs have negative effect on your blood sugar? Because we all, well, we know that high blood sugar contributes to um, not healthy or damaged arteries. And when our circulatory system uh, have the damaged arteries, we're going to start to have micro, um, um, 
like my micro holes where cholesterol can stick and other stuff and uh, we can have heart attack or uh, circulation problems at some point so damaged arteries not good news high blood sugar affects it so not good news uh, inflammation you know from pro-inflammatory foods affected but that's not the point you know so do carbs um, high carbohydrate diet, you know, consuming a lot of carbohydrates, even refined ones, uh, have an effect on a cal in a on a calorie deficit when you are in a calorie deficit. So basically, you are eating less that your body needs. Does this affect your blood sugar? From all the studies that we have, uh, when you are in a calorie deficit, your blood sugar, a long term. It's not going to be high because um, all the sugars, all the fuels, they're going to be put into usage very soon because you are in a calorie deficit and your body needs uh, all the energy it can get. And you're very usually insulin sensitive because uh, your body needs to shuttle all that energy that you get from any sources into cells uh, for you know different purposes to function. So uh, being in a calorie deficit has a blood sugar lowering effect, even if you eat a lot of carbohydrates. Now, there is an acute effect from eating higher, high carbohydrates uh, on your blood sugar. So meaning it's going to spike and then it's going to go down. Uh, it's an acute response, but that can be mediated by, for example, eating your carbohydrates after your workout. I don't recommend to eat you know, processed carbohydrates, but obviously if there is a better time to do so than it is after an intense workout when your muscles actually don't even require insulin to suck in all the sugar from your bloodstream to restore uh, glycogen stores uh, and yeah to fuel cells um, during that uh, activity um, or recover after. So Eating um, refined carbohydrates, they will spike your blood sugar, especially eating in isolation when after exercise, not going to happen that much. Of course, amount matters. Of course, the exercise you did matters. and you're, But if you're in a calorie deficit, yeah, you probably are very insulin sensitive and don't have a lot of fuel or stores. So you're going to suck it in really fast. Um, and then what else? The composition of your meal matters on how... Uh, much and how fast your blood sugar raises. So there have been studies uh, in Israel, a lot of them, uh, that um, have shown that when we consume a lot of vegetables, basically a lot of fiber, a lot of protein and fat, uh, specifically protein and a lot of fiber, when we consume, when we eat it first and then we eat some carbohydrates, like let's say a piece of cake as a dessert, right? Then our blood sugar is not going to raise all that much especially in a calorie deficit, because it's going to take time for the body to digest all that fiber and all that protein and all that fat. So everything digestion-wise is going to be slow, slowed down and the release of sugars and energy into your bloodstream is also going to be slowed down. So details like that matters, guys. So is it going to affect your blood sugar over time? <clears throat> Depends on many details, but in a calorie deficit overall, when you're in a calorie deficit, it has blood sugar lowering effect, whether you eat a lot of carbohydrates or not a lot. Um, and that concludes the questions for today. Yeah, hopefully you found it a very useful and you have a little bit more knowledge about uh, overeating and about uh, blood sugar and eating for um, healthier blood sugar uh, and also not worrying uh, about 
uh, carbohydrate amounts if you, you know, especially if you're in a calorie deficit or if you eat the right kind of foods like sweet potatoes, should you worry about carbs there? Probably not uh, in most cases, unless you already have, you know, you're a diabetic uh, or you have just problems with your blood sugar in some way. So that might be tricky. But other than that, you shouldn't count your carbohydrates from whole foods. And if you do eat refined carbohydrates and you're in a calorie deficit, it probably doesn't matter all that much, especially after workout or a full meal of um, vegetables and protein. So that's about it for today, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you do have a question, please send it to my email, Angela at createyourself.today. And I'm going to be uh, researching and doing all the work needed to give you the best answer out there, uh, not influenced by um, any dogma or myth out there, out there, but based on science, on research, on uh, evidence that we have. So please do send your questions to Angela at Create Yourself that today. And guys, don't forget that this week is the last week when I'm signing up uh, people for belly fat zero three months challenge. It's very affordable. It's going to be really fun. You get to learn a lot of things about how your body works so you can consciously make better choices in any situation and still look awesome, feel great, and don't have any belly fat whatsoever. Um, so check it out. All the details. Um, if you follow the link in the show notes, then you'll find all the details. You can obviously ask me questions about this challenge. Uh, Angela at Create Yourself that today. This is my email. And guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Have an awesome Monday. Have an awesome week. And till next time, as usual, eat better daily.